there are so many people out there who are really good at marketing and they put all of their effort and their energy into their marketing and then they don't deliver on the back end of what they're saying they're gonna do. And a lot of times this is maybe sustainable for a short period of time for people where they can get away with doing that essentially, where they can have really great marketing and it's okay that they're not delivering on the back end, but eventually every single time this will catch up to you. You are listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast, episode number 368. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to this third episode of the Optimized Business Series. I hope you guys are enjoying it. We've talked about high-level business strategy. Yesterday, we talked about specifically your marketing strategy. I gave you guys all the inside scoop on how I plan my own company marketing. So this is not just ads or one piece of marketing, but the entire thing, the entire big picture. And today, I want to talk about your delivery and actually putting time into how you improve your delivery for your customers or your clients No matter what type of business you have, you create an experience in what you deliver. And this is probably one of my secret weapons in my business success and growing my company to where it is right now is I put the same amount, if not more effort into constantly improving our delivery as a company and making sure that the experience that people have after they sign up to work with Hirsch Marketing in whatever form, Market Like a Pro, Are Done With You, or Are Done For You agency offer, I make sure that we are constantly over-delivering. That's a company value of ours is to over-deliver every single time. And this is a secret weapon because there are so many people out there who are really good at marketing and they put all of their effort and their energy into their marketing and then they don't deliver on the back end of what they're saying they're going to do. And a lot of times this is maybe sustainable for a short period of time for people where they can get away with doing that essentially where they can have really great marketing and it's okay that they're not delivering on the back end, but eventually every single time this will catch up to you as a business. And the power of referrals and having people positively talk about working with your company and referring you to their friends or referring you to their colleagues or telling somebody about you, that is so extremely valuable for your business. And the only way to make that happen is to have the best delivery and experience on the back end in your company. And so I think a lot of times us entrepreneurs are maybe bored by operations and bored by process and SOPs. And that's really ultimately like the boring work, right? In owning a business. And fortunately for me, I actually love it. I'm very process oriented. I'm very organized naturally. And I think there are a lot of entrepreneurs out there who are visionaries and who really struggle with this. And without a solid operations person in the background running things for them, they really struggle here. So I think that just noting how important it is to make sure you're putting company resources, whether that's your time, whether that's your team's time, whether that is actual investment, whatever it is, you are doing every single month something to improve your delivery. And the reality is, I said this on a previous episode, but honestly, your delivery and monitoring your retention and your resell. Like, are you reselling customers? Are they staying? What is your retention rate? If that is something that you should be tracking because you have people stay month over month. 
Are you measuring how many referrals you're getting? And if that is numbers increasing or decreasing, it's almost more important than marketing because marketing is going to get new people in and generate those leads. But then once you start to generate the snowball effect where you've got your marketing working, but then you've also got happy customers and happy clients talking about how amazing your company is and how amazing their experience has been, then you're able to capture all of this almost like free, but not really free, you know, uh, attention on your business and traffic to your business. It's not free because you put in the work to get there, but it, it is start to feel that way where you're able to get this momentum. And every single time you need to remember, it's going to cost you more as a company and resources and money to acquire a new customer than to keep an existing one. To have an existing customer stay if you offer a monthly service or come back for more is easier than acquiring somebody brand new who has no idea who your company is. So you got to remember that. And that means your actual priorities and resources as a business need to line up with that. So here's my, I could literally do like 18 podcasts on just this because to grow a service business, to grow an agency it is all process. Like 100% of what I feel like we do on our delivery just comes down to process. Whether that's process for recruiting and hiring new team members or process for onboarding a client or process for sending out our weekly reports or training team members. Like the list just goes on and on. So that's probably one of my first things is everything is process. And you have to become obsessed with process if you want to have good delivery. Or if you're never going to be that person, which I do know some of those people where it's like, it doesn't matter how hard they try, they're just not process oriented. You need somebody in your business who can be process oriented and be obsessed with process. And not only obsessed with creating process the first time, but obsessed with up keeping up that process and updating that process. And so that's what I'm going to talk about here is the first thing that you could do, and this is like a to-do that you could do right now listening to this episode, and, and this is something I've done many times and continue to look back on, is list out all of the major processes you have in your company. So some examples could be onboarding a new customer. That's always a major process, right? During an onboarding experience, and honestly, whether it's a customer or a team member, there's a lot of information transfer. You have to get information from them. You have to set expectations. You have to explain things that might be confusing or overwhelming. You have to set people up for a good experience. And there's a lot that goes on in onboarding. And so that could be, you know, a process that you're always going to have in your company. And as I'm going to get to, you're going to always be improving that. So listing out what are the ongoing major processes that drive your company. So onboarding a new customer could be one, uh, any sort of regular communication with your customers and your delivery. So like for us, it's the weekly reports that we send out to clients. It is, you know, if we look at our done with you program, it's the one-on-one bi-weekly calls that people get with our attic account manager. It is the weekly ad account audits that people get when they're a market like a pro member and how we go in and audit their account with a loom every week. It could be your customer service. It could be calls that you have with clients. It could be coaching. It could be um, actual product delivery. If you have a product, it could be sending that first product in your shipping time. You probably could think of like 10 to 12 main core processes. And just think if you were a, a new customer, like think about the first thing that happens and then the next thing that happens, all of those are processes. And so the first step is to list out 
all of your major processes that drive your company, that drive your delivery, and that drive the experience that your customers or your clients have with you. And then you can look at that and say, where do I have gaps? And ultimately what happens in the place that you wanna get to is you wanna have all of these processes listed out and then you want to about on a quarterly basis, maybe every three to six months, depending on the process, go and revisit it audit it, figure out where the holes are, and then fix it. And one thing I have learned so the hard way (laughs) and over and over again in my company and continue to learn is as you grow a team, I'm telling you guys, the best piece of advice that I have for you growing a team is that leadership is all about repetition. You can never Assume that because you have created an SOP or because you have stated the way a process should be or your expectations on something that you can say at one time or honestly even two or three times and that everybody will get it. You essentially, if, if I was to break down your delivery and then delegating that to a team, which I am going to talk about leadership in a different episode, but this is really directly related to process, you have to repeat your expectations, the way a process should be, the way the experience should be, what it you're, what you're thinking it should be like. And then if you have feedback, if you want feedback on that, what it should be frequently, every three to six months. Because what's going to happen is people are going to veer off to their natural tendencies or they're going to forget something or you're going to forget something or there will be confusion, but you're not going to know there's confusion because you're not the one doing the process every day. And then all of a sudden you have three or four people who are all doing something different and they're not following your process and they're doing like 75% of it, but then 25% there's room for interpretation and they're doing different things. So if you have your process listed out and you have all the core processes in your company listed out, then what I would do is like I said, every quarter or maybe every six months, if you feel like you can go that long, you're going to actually spend time, you or a director of operations, somebody who is in charge of your operations in your company is going to actually audit And I mean going deep. Like if I was to do this, we just did this in our onboarding process. I mean looking at every single checklist you have, every email that's a part of it, the actual communication that is happening live, you're going to shadow, you're going to go deep. And, And this is the mistake you guys make. And I make this too, where you assume something is good and you don't take the time to actually sit there for like an hour or two hours and go deep and audit something and find all the holes. And I can promise you if you're not doing that, you have a lot of holes in your business that you don't know about. So every three to six months, each one of these core foundational processes, you're gonna audit. And you're gonna audit them and you're gonna assess and then you're gonna figure out like, where do we need to improve? Where are they broken? Because things are always changing. Your customers might be changing. Their needs might be changing. The level of service is probably, hopefully always improving that you're delivering. You might be making small tweaks that impact these processes that you then forgot to update. And I have learned that business is just about constantly doing that because it will constantly be going out of date because you're changing. And if you're changing fast and you're a growing company, that's just the reality. So that's the first piece. And you need to you know, put that in a document or something and create create process. <laughs> create process around checking your process. And I'm, I'm literally not kidding. Like that is what you need to do. The next thing, and this is something that is so simple, but so many people don't do it. And that is every part of your company should have KPIs attached to it. So 
first note all the major key performance indicators. That's what a KPI stands for. And they're metrics. They have to be metrics. They have to be able to be measured and you know, no questions asked about them. And so what are the main KPIs at every part? You know, Think about your customer experience and how can you measure each step, each component of that experience with an actual backed number. So some big ones could be like retention rate or average cart value if your customers come back and buy more. Um, For us, we have a major metric, which is time to get a client live, time to go from they paid their deposit to they are actually active and live with their ads. So we took over their ads and everything is done and they're onboarding your team bandwidth, your capacity. On our done for you side, I mean, our done with you side, we have metrics around the average number of calls that our account manager is taking, the average number of audits they're doing every week, the actual active members. So we have our total members, what percentage of them are actively using our live support? Did we have to cancel any calls last month? That's that's a metric that I wanna know. Like if we're canceling calls, why? And that's a red flag. But, but as a, a leader, as you grow a team, you have to, one, set the accountability and the expectation of what metrics you need to see that can help you identify how things are going or where there is red flags and problems. And then you have to hold your team accountable and create process around tracking those KPIs. And I think that every department, every person, every process should have a KPI attached to it. So if you look at onboarding, you could have a KPI of your average customer's onboarding satisfaction score. You send out a survey after onboarding is complete. Obviously not every single person is going to fill it out, but out of those, what do you want your average, you know, score to be your average rating? You could have a, a metric on how many clients we could have a metric on how many clients are doing their weekly calls. We, we obviously have performance metrics, like we're unique when we have performance metrics where we're, we're calculating how many of our accounts are below 2x return on ad spend and how many are above. We want, you know, obviously a majority of them, if not all of them to be above. And if they're not, like that's flagged. We understand like that count is red. We need to make sure we're doing funnel audits, webinar audits, email audits, you know, all the things we can possibly be doing to improve that metric. And so you even down to the point where every person in my company has a KPI that they're responsible for. When I onboard a new team member, which I just recently did and I train them, I tell them on day one, day two, these are the metrics that are going to tell me if you're successful in your role or not. And I tell them what those are. So I just onboarded a marketing team member and I told them, you know, of course there's the obvious ones. There is how many applications we're getting, how many leads we're we're signing every month. But then there is social media engagement. Um, There is the podcast downloads. Like these are the metrics that you can control and you're responsible for. I recently read this book, Scaling Up by Vern Harnish. So recommend it if you're growing a team. If you're about a million dollars a year and above, you'll probably get a lot out of this book. There were some advanced tactics in it, but I got a lot out of it. And one thing that they talked about is having – KPIs for every role, but also what I loved was they actually said, take those KPIs and show your employees how that translates over to your profit and loss statement as a business or to your balance sheet and actually showing them like you're in charge of this KPI in in the company and here is the line 
on the balance sheet that is going to be impacted by that, by you. Like you have the power to impact our company financials and here's how. And so for example, like one of them that we could do is for our ads team is average client payment. Like if you're, if you're getting great results for your clients and you're scaling their ad spend, which is what everybody wants, it's a win-win. They're paying us more percentage of ad spend that increases our average client payment. So all the way down to my like frontline team members, ads managers, I'm able to show them, look, this is how you are impacting the company. I know this is getting into like some advanced team stuff, but I just dig it, you guys. I could talk about this stuff all day. So anyways, going back to the importance of having KPIs, important key performance indicators at every part of your company, the metrics you should be tracking, and then you have to tie process to actually getting that data in a simple way. So having, we have a master spreadsheet that's that we call CEO metrics, and it has our company revenue, but it also has on it profit per employee, gross profit, net profit. It has average client payment and has our retention rate. It has team member attrition rate, like all the important metrics that I want to see in one place as a CEO on my company is in this sheet. And we have a tab for every month and we track it and it's just super helpful. So having those metrics is going to be key when you go to grow your team. All You can get all the way down detailed and you should to the metrics that each individual can control and even tying it back to your business numbers is so key because then you're teaching your employees and you're teaching your team how to think smart like a business owner and you're actually showing them the impact they actually have on the company and the company's financials which who doesn't want the company that they're working for to do well, right? That's paying them and paying their bills to do well and it just shows them the bigger impact that they have. Okay, Moving on, so you have these regular processes documented, you have these KPIs, and the next thing is to make sure that every quarter and every month you have something that you are actively doing to improve your delivery. So every quarter, every month, I have different sections of goals. So I talked about in the previous episode how I plan our marketing and our projects in marketing. I do the same exact thing for delivery. So operations and delivery, we have our own sections and we plan out like this exact quarterly goal. So for example, this quarter, one of our quarterly goals is to make sure that 80% of our clients go live within 30 days of paying their deposit. Another one of our quarterly goals is to track and see 15 different client accounts actually improve their funnel metrics as a direct impact of our support in their funnel. So from our landing page audit or from our email sequence audits or webinar audits, which is all things that we do that we've added in since last year. And so under that now comes monthly goals where we, for example, create a better process for our webinar audits is something that we recently did. We created a tracking sheet so we can see every single finished funnel that we create as a team. So all of these things drive the big quarterly goals that we set. And the most important thing is you you can, you can only want to set the amount of goals that you can work on. So it's going to depend on your team size and your bandwidth as a company. But the important thing is that you're putting company resources and time and effort into improving your delivery every month, every quarter. Okay. All right. The next piece on making sure your delivery is the best out there. This is very, very important is process. Making sure you have process for getting regular customer feedback. Customer feedback is going to be critical to 
improving your process. And just like I encourage you guys with marketing to go out there and talk to your audience and figure out what they are frustrated about or what they're saying and the language they're using, you need to talk to your customers because you can sit there all day long and think through and say, hey, here is what I think we need to be doing better. And you might be right, but you also might not have the most top priority thing in mind because you're not in it. You're not actually getting delivered your product or service. And so creating a process, our processes at the beginning of every month, my director of operations of the ads team sends out a personal email to all of our active clients and asks for feedback. That's one way we do it. We also have a survey that goes out to all of our members inside of Market Like a Pro and asks them for feedback. Then we have surveys sprinkled all throughout the Market Like a Pro training material to ask for feedback on that. We have an onboarding survey. We have feedback and process to receive feedback sprinkled in everywhere in our delivery because that information to me is priceless because I want to know in a proactive way if there is something we could be doing better and I get that intel from a customer, I can go fix it quickly. I can go address the process or talk, give the feedback to the team member and they can adjust the way they're communicating or they could adjust the action they're taking. And that's my next point that is so incredibly key with your delivery is that you always aim to stay in a proactive place versus reactive. Because I can promise you, You are going to hate your business, especially if you're a service-based business, if all you do is go put out fires. If every day you wake up and there's mad customers or angry people or problems or things like on fire, you're going to hate your business. And that comes from not having proactive process. That comes from not everything I'm talking about is about getting to a proactive place because by having the major processes in your company written down and then you're able to go and audit them in a proactive way, that makes it so that the process isn't so broken and awful that then it's not even working and you have to start from scratch and and everything's on fire. It makes it so you're able to fix it before it gets to that point. By having KPIs clearly stated and clearly laid out, you're able to see when there's a problem before it's like, oh my gosh, we need to go dig into this and find this problem. By getting customer feedback in a proactive way, you can save the customer, save the relationship, improve the experience before it gets to the place where they're like, I'm not enjoying this or this wasn't a good experience. I'm not going to refer you to my friend. So having feedback and also overall proactiveness in all of your delivery will save you and you will love your business so much more. So make that your goal. And that's actually something I also talk to my team about all the time across every place is like, we are aiming to be proactive, even with a client account. Like we want to have ad creative already ready to go when results start to get saturated and and decline before that even happens because then we can proactively launch ads or we want to be auditing the funnel before we even get to the place of it's totally not working and it's been, you know, 45 days or whatever. We want to be proactive at every single point because if you do that, even if something doesn't work or even if you struggle with a piece of your delivery, by being proactive, your customers are going to trust you and have a better experience. Okay, I have two more points on your delivery. One is speed. So I recently did a podcast about how speed is so important and we actually have a company value that speed is queen because as soon as you find a problem especially if it's a critical problem in your delivery the faster you take action to fixing it 
the better your company is. And that is your competitive advantage. Because I can tell you that there's a lot of companies out there, majority of companies out there, they know there's a problem with their delivery or something has been flagged to them and they take like three months to fix it. And if you do that in today's landscape, in today's market, in that time frame, you will have lost the customer and it will be too late. So as soon as you find a hole or a gap or you find something that you need to improve, speed is queen and you need to go in and fix that. And it obviously needs to be the the top priority thing. Like there's always going to be, this is part of the job of a leader because there's always going to be like 50 things that you could be doing. And so don't waste your time doing things that are not priority. But when you find something that it's like, wow, this is impacting every customer or every team member or every single component of our delivery, how fast can you fix it? Forget about like, let's do it by the end of the month. Let's do it today, right now. Let's move our priorities around and let's get this done. That is how I operate. And that is one of our competitive advantages because we're able to get a lot done, but we're also only getting done priority things. And it's making a big difference constantly in the improvement of our delivery. The final point I have about your delivery is if you have a team, if you're starting to grow a team and you're not as involved in the delivery, you're not on the front lines, maybe directly talking to customers and through customer service, or you are not directly serving clients or you partially are. And this is true even in the basics of customer service. If you do not create process for asking your team for feedback on what they think your company can do better, you're missing out on golden intel. Because I can tell you, Every single time, team members are going to operate out of how they feel like they've been told that the expectations are unless you communicate to them and you say, hey, where are the problems? Where are the gaps? Where could we do better? Where could we adjust our delivery? Where could we improve? What do you guys think? Then they'll come to you and say, oh, well, we could totally streamline this or the client was confused here and so I think we should do it this way or you know, we keep getting the same question in our customer service inbox and so I think we need to clarify it in the back end. If you don't set the, the precedent that that's allowed, they will never do it. But I promise you, if you do, you will get so much intel. And the reality is, as you grow a team, you become removed from this. So you can no longer see like, what the customer inbox looks like, what the questions look like, where the problems are, where somebody is confused or upset or not 100% satisfied. If you don't ask for those things from your team and, and encourage that collaboration and problem solving, then you're missing out on serious gold. So I'm constantly, like if a team member comes to a call and and you know week over week is like, everything's great, I have no suggestions. I'm like, come on, no. Come on, you think of three things because you do (laughs) because they're there and I want to know what they are. And so my job is to probe and pull that out. And that is extremely helpful. Thanks for listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast. If you love this episode and want deeper support with your marketing, head over to helpmystrategy.com to see how Hirsch Marketing can help take your marketing to the next level no matter where you're at today. We help our clients scale faster than ever, find hidden leaks in their funnel, experiment with new creative marketing strategies, and help their business explode and be more profitable than they ever dreamed possible. Head over to helpmystrategy.com and see if you qualify for a free strategy audit with Team Hirsch.